0: Here's your conservative but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. So, you mean to tell me? I was asking Oz this before the, the program here this morning. You mean to tell me that Lori Lightfoot has only been the mayor of the People's Republic of Chicago for two years? Not even two years. Lori Lightfoot. You see this? Lori Lightfoot. Oh, my goodness. By the way, welcome to the program. I'm your host Todd Huff, email todd at com. we're on social media for the time being, YouTube still has us blocked because I asked questions about uh, some of the election, uh, well I just had questions about the election, you're not allowed to ask questions, we've been through that, I don't want to rehash that again, but good to be here, thank you for joining us. Lori Lightfoot, Mayor of Chicago. I had no idea if you would have asked me how long she'd been the mayor there, I would have said, Oz, I would have said at least I would have said at least her second term. That's what it seems like. I mean, this is this is the mayor who's making the news constantly um for idiotic things. I mean, I remember during COVID. Remember during COVID last year? Didn't she tell the media? I think she told the media. Um, she she had to get her hair done while no one else could because she had to look good for the camera. Wasn't it some such thing like that? Yeah, Oz is nodding. Something like that. Her and Nancy Pelosi, for all we know, had a a blowout birthday bash at the local salon or something while everyone else was locked down and Fauci was telling them to wear fifteen masks and stay fifty feet from your children and everything else. But Lori Lightfoot. Um, is now <laughs> she's I, you know they always talk about history. How's history going to judge us? How is history? And I, look, I think that that's important, right? Um, assuming that people in the future have a um, a moral compass that makes any sense. I mean, if the people in the future continue down this road of uh, insanity that we're heading down. I don't think that I necessarily always want to be viewed uh through history with positivity because if the people in the future are going to continue down this again, this road of well, this broken path that the the left takes, this immoral road or whatever else that you know continue to devolve, you could say um, I don't know that I want their approval. I just wonder, how about we just focus on doing the right thing? How about that for a change? Now, look, I know there's different viewpoints in politics, but you know we're at the point in, in politics today where, where we're literally at times talking straight up, straight up about right versus wrong. And I'll give you an example here. Right here, Lori Lightfoot, who has made the last two years in Chicago feel like 20, Lori Lightfoot is... Only taking questions from black journalists, so she says, "Look, there are too many there are too many white male journalists out there, and so I'm only going to call on black journalists how what what on earth is? Th- I mean this is not on one hand. I don't know um, shocking, but on the other hand, when you read the words and you put yourself in that position and just you know just imagine being in that in that press room and the the mayor of the city who thinks she's well, she's either thinks she's doing the right thing or thinks she's uh, trying to look as though she's doing some sort of moral morally superior act. I'm only going to call on black journalists. This is absurd. This is, this, it is amazing. If you want to know, for those who want to say that America is systemically racist, I'm not denying that there are racists in America. There are, there are racists. There are white people who hate black people because they're black and that is morally wrong folks but i'll say something else there are black folks that think that hate white people too and that's equally as bad and as racist it is it's just a bad thing it's it's not it's not moral it's not a good thing to have these these types of beliefs these are these are lies straight from the pits of hell and it's just not a good a good thing at all and I've always said if you want to know if you want to know who really is facing I don't know um danger of being targeted for whatever reason I say I I have this kind of test this isn't a perfect example but I've, I've thought about this I imagine picture you know that I'm a fan of Seinfeld and in Seinfeld, George one time, he was working for the, the Yankees, I guess, at the time, and he introduced, um, he wanted to introduce a snow tire day or some such thing for Yankees uh, during a Yankees game, and they kind of made fun of him and laughed him out of the room sort of thing. But I really think this, if you want to know which groups are politically, uh, I don't know, targeted or that are politically protected, just, just ask yourself this question. Imagine you're in a city where I'm here just outside of Indianapolis and there's the Indianapolis Indians, a triple a baseball club. There's the Indianapolis Colts, the Indiana Pacers. Ask yourself which groups of people could these teams get away with having a day for, you know, like we want to honor this group of people here. And you, you start looking and because of stupid comments like this, um, you can absolutely see where, say, the Indiana Pacers— and I'm just—maybe I'm, I shouldn't even pick. I'm not saying that they have nothing to do with this, but just one of these teams. Let's just say that. One of these teams have a day where they're going to honor and recognize black journalists. I don't have a problem with this. But then you ask yourself, would they hire or recognize and appreciate white journalists? And you can begin to see— I don't really think you're fighting a systemic problem. If the answer for that would be yes, they would honor the black journalists but not the white journalists because that would look as though they were, I don't know, standing in opposition with the Black Lives Matter movement or Patrice Kohlers who's out there now defending home ownership. Well, just look, I'd love for all folks who want to buy a home regardless of their race, religion, any of those things to be able to achieve that american dream that patrice Kohler's out here one of the founders of the black lives matter movement suddenly is defending home ownership saying that having blacks be able to have more homes is fighting white supremacy of course this is on the heels of her trying to defend a 1 million plus dollar home which again i have no problem with she can buy whatever whatever she wants it's just when you look at the narrative and what they uh, – the, the leaders of Black Lives Matter have been proclaiming and saying to buy a, a million-dollar-plus home in a predominantly white neighborhood and then you know look for factoring in the Marxism elements and so forth of, of her beliefs, one begins to scratch their head and say, how do you reconcile all of this? Of course we don't do that in the media today or in well, the media definitely doesn't do it unless you're a conservative Republican. And then of course you have to have answers for every single uh, detail of, of every opinion and thought that you've ever had. But these, these diametrically opposed thoughts and these, you know, this, the conflicting viewpoints of one Patrice Kohler's in the black lives matter movement doesn't bother the media. And neither does this Lori Lightfoot only calling on, white journalists or excuse me black journalists i mean jimmy if she if she called on only white journalists that would be that would be terrible and that that would be attacked in the media but calling on black journalists only is apparently a good thing this is what she uh, tweeted diversity and inclusion is imperative across all institutions including media in order to progress we must change this is exactly why i'm being intentional about prioritizing media requests from POC, People of Color Reporters, on the occasion of the two-year anniversary of my inauguration as mayor of this great city. Let me celebrate the fact that I'm having a two-year celebration of being mayor, which whatever that even means, these are the sorts of things leftists think of. Let's have a a two-year celebration. It's like Vladimir Putin uh, excuse me, Vladimir Lenin. This isn't like something that the Soviets would have done. Celebrate, maybe a parade through the street, honoring the great mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Her hair being perfect, of course, because she never missed a hair appointment even during the heights of COVID. But you've got, it's just a broken ideology, folks. It sounds like a joke. Speaking of jokes, by the way, as well, which we'll get to this. You hear Biden's jo- <laughs> Biden, Biden reading a joke from a teleprompter giving a speech at the to the Coast Guard, tells the audience, tells the Coast Guard that they're dull for not laughing at his joke. <laughs> the left can't tell a joke, the left can't take a joke, and the left governs like a joke as far as I'm concerned. Of course, it's not a joke because it's, it's reality. I wish we could just laugh, and we can't laugh, but I wish we just could laugh at all these things. Rush used to say... The great Rush Limbaugh used to say that when the left is not in power, they're hilarious to watch, but when they're in power, it's absolutely terrifying because the things that sound like jokes um, are actually things that are being implemented and pushed by the leftists that are in power in this country. So Lori Lightfoot out there only calling on black journalists, or at least she says prioritizing. Prioritizing, it appears that... um, it's just, again, just wh- where are we headed as a nation? I, remember, the left is here to fix. They're now in power to fix all the the problems that were brought on us by one Donald J. Trump, right? To bring us back to a, a position of, of unifying Americans, of bringing us all together, of healing the divides. Is this how you do that? Is this how you do that? I just— it, Just one thing after another with these jokers. And again, it's comical and silly in a sense. But in another sense, it's – I mean it's really quickly the path that people have taken that have led their nations to some really, really bad things. To some really, really bad things. I mean you don't have to go far back into your uh, memory to to see where some nations have led – their people, to hate other groups of people by starting off at places just like this. So now we have second-class journalists, which I'm not—look, you know, I'm not a defender of journalists. I'm guessing that every person in that room, with the exception of maybe a couple, is probably nothing more than a propaganda mouthpiece for the radical left, whether they be white, brown, black, it doesn't matter. But the target— the white journalists, I mean, what are we gonna segregate them next? And see, so you hear people that kind of now applaud this stuff. Literally, they applaud modern day sort of you know, separating the groups of people by, by color or whatever else, masked or unmasked, segregating people as they would criticize segregation in the past, as they should criticize that, but then to say what we're doing today is different. Is it? Is it really that different? Is this the path we really want to be heading down? I don't know. Well, I do know. But I don't know what they'd say. Again, they think they're taking some morally superior act, and they think that the historians are going to praise this action. And maybe the historians will, but if the historians do... They are really confused on what is good and decent and right and moral. So a quick timeout is necessary here. Going to take a timeout, come back, and share Biden's latest joke, and you better darn well laugh at it or he will insult you as well. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Back, my friends by the way this program brought to you in part brought to you in part by our friends at I sell health I sell Eric Wilson at I sell health you can call Eric today he can help you save up to 60% on a pro-life health plan he's got other plans as well but did you think that you could possibly purchase? A pro-life health plan if you're in the market if you're a business owner if you're in charge of this at a business if you're in the individual market consider giving Eric a call 888-448-5370 or visiting him online isellhealth.com isellhealth.com Eric's a great guy gotten to know him here a little bit over the uh, the past several months, and he'll take good care of you. com. So Biden, Biden is speaking at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy, well, commencement ceremony for the U.S. Coast Guard. And Biden's doing what you know, I guess presidents or at least Biden does, which is reading from a teleprompter trying to my wife played this for me last night. She this joke, this joke that he told was actually told by Reagan back when Reagan was president. Yes, millennials, there was a president named Ronald Reagan in the 1980s, a great president. Check him out. But Reagan nailed this. Reagan nailed this, and the people in the audience <clears throat> laughed at the joke. I want you to listen. If you haven't heard this, and it's one thing, look— It's funny. We ought to be able to laugh at things like this. Uh, When you speak as much as someone like the president of the United States, you're going to swing and miss. You're going to read the teleprompter wrong. You've heard me say this, regardless of your party, regardless of all these things. And it's it's funny when it happens to anybody. We all should be able to laugh. I, you know, I even make fun of myself a little on this program from time to time. There's things I mess up on. I think. You know what? That's just being human and uh, it, it's life, right? I mean, it's life. If I'm going to come on here every morning and say thousands and thousands of words every day, I'm going to make mistakes. Likewise, if Biden is being, you know, in front of people constantly, he's going to make mistakes. But in, in fairness, and I do think this is fair to say, Biden makes an exorbitant amount of mistakes um, in comparison with, say, most other well all, most other politicians biden's biden's gaffe, uh gaffes precede him and the stupid things he said we could go back for a you know a long long time some truly offensive things things that the media doesn't have a problem with whatsoever things that biden literally said that if he said today and was a republican would be removed from office or there would be definite calls for that but it's not just the gaff or the you know, the swing and the miss here on the joke. It's also it's also the response. <laughs> it's the response. You don't laugh at the president's joke, which again, if you listen to this, you don't even know it is a joke. But you don't listen or you don't laugh at it. Then then you get criticized for it. Then he goes after because the problem has to be with you. This is, I think, how a lot of a lot of the left is, and there's conservatives that don't have a sense of humor too, but it, I think at the heart of liberalism is this belief that they're better. They, the left, believe that they are better than the rest of us. The rest of us hayseed hicks, the, the rest of us simpletons, the rest of us unsophisticated dopes whatever you want to call us, that's how they view this. That's why they believe the government should do more because after all, when the government is run by smart people like them, this is what they think, not what I think, then they can come in and tell us how to solve our own problems, how to make things better, how to do this or that, when to take a vaccine, when to wear a mask, how many feet to stay away from someone at the supermarket, um when we can work how much we can make how they can make uh, pay equal between all genders i mean they're, they're remarkable for all people they can just come in and poof solve these problems they can call only on black journalists in their press conferences and suddenly now we have equality i mean all these sorts of things right they they are smart we can't keep up with their brilliance If we would only give them more power, they would give us a better standard of living, a better life here in the United States of America. All of our problems would be brushed away in the blink of an eye. That is at the core of what it means to be a liberal. I'm not saying every, but I'm talking about those that are governing. They absolutely, positively believe that they know better than you. They they just simply do. And so when Biden, when you when you hear him criticize, <laughs> criticize these folks in the soundbite, these graduates and I guess their families, I don't know if families were allowed to go to this or not because, again, the left is still telling you you can't maybe see your families yet or hug your grandkids or wherever we are with that. But when you have someone with that ideology, that belief system, which is I am superior because I'm smarter and I'm the person governing here calling the shots and they tell a joke and they don't the people in the crowd don't laugh. I mean it's it's an insult. I mean they take it as how dare, how dare you not laugh at my joke? That joke was perfectly written and dare I say perfectly executed. And so if you didn't laugh then something's got to be wrong with you. Can't be me. No, no, no because I am of course in the elite. So listen to this. this is Biden talking to, at a U.S. Coast Guard commencement ceremony, uh, giving a joke that was a swing and a miss, and then basically uh, criticizing the, uh, the, the folks in attendance. Here you go. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. <laughs> you're a dull class? Come on, man. Is come the sun on, getting to you? No, you're a joke. I jokes. would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap. But being here together... There we go. And now he gets his forced clap. It's kind of classless, don't you think? Miss Biden, come on, man. Wait, is the sun getting to you? <laughs> because that was a killer. When I look on my teleprompter... It's got the joke, and then it says, pause for laughter. And I paused, and none of you laughed. And so now i got to basically wag my finger at you. What's wrong with you? You're a really dull class. (laughs) Because I'm so funny. I am so funny that you, it's impossible for you not to laugh unless something is wrong with you. Yeah, I know that you're going to go out there and protect the shores of this great nation. I know that. But you're a bunch of dull people. What's wrong with you? The heat getting to you? Bunch of sissies? You know, I I, I might as well start criticizing the Coast Guard itself up there. It wouldn't have surprised me if he did. But this is, I mean, it's a little humorous. But I do think beneath the surface that they, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to give a leftist, Really, uh, I'm not suggesting to do this, but just for the sake of illustrating, if you want to really make a leftist day bad, and I'm not condoning this, I'm just pointing at making this observation, you, you make fun of them. You mock them. You don't give them the respect and the praise that they think that they deserve. And so while he's smiling up here, criticizing the Coast Guard class for being dull. He's really probably thinking thinking about which staffer, which staffer he's gonna to go to and yell at. Do you see that? And I gotta take a break here. But Biden, this is in this has been reported. Um and of course we have to believe it because I don't think we have identified sources, but that doesn't matter with the media. That's just what we're supposed to believe, is if someone says something about somebody, we're just supposed to believe it. You don't have to find a secondary source. At least that's how it worked when Trump was in office. Washington Examiner says here, headline, Biden swears an outburst uh, of frustration with AIDS. President Joe Biden who has marketed himself as a model of political civility. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Go back and look at some of his, maybe we'll look at that. I don't know if I've got time to pull him today, but some of his quotes from his earlier years. They're far, far cry from political uh, civility. But anyway, he reportedly has a short fuse when it comes to policy debates among his staff. During his more than 100 days in the White House, Biden has unleashed several profanity, <laughs> profanity-laced outbursts during meetings when his aides fail to balance providing sufficient detail, which he has demanded of and avoiding responses laced with acronyms or too much po- policy minutia when he is trying to make a big decision. According to a New York Times, we got to believe it, the most trusted – well, CNN is the most trusted name of news, but we're supposed to just trust the New York Times because they've been around forever and they, they have a bunch of journalist hacks over there. According to a report the New York Times made last week, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago now, yeah, a couple weeks ago. But anyway, Biden's cussing out a staff. Whoever wrote this laugh line in this speech might have gotten some four-letter expletives dropped on him or her. Anyway, gotta take a break. Biden out there swinging and missing, criticizing the Coast Guard. bunch of dull people can't get the brilliance of my jokes. Uh, typical leftist. Timeout is necessary. Come back and got some other things I want to get to. So sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Want to shift gears here just a little bit. Talk about. Dr. Fauci, good old Dr. Fauci. I don't know how people take Fauci—I don't know how they take this seriously. I really don't. I don't understand how they can rectify or reconcile, I should say, all of these variety, uh, these various things that Fauci has told them about about masks— about covid about all sorts of things i don't know how people can can come to grips with what fauci was telling jim jordan when he was being questioned before the house one of the house subcommittees or committees about the threats that this posed to liberty fauci had acted like he had no idea what Jim Jordan was talking about acting as though liberty wasn't even the first 5 million things he'd considered he didn't even, didn't even see how it was um a legitimate question he, he's you know tasked with helping save lives and so i guess that to fauci means there's no guardrail uh, there's no there's no boundary where he can stop i guess he can come into your house and I mean, you take these things to their extreme, right? If if, if liberty is not a concern uh, for Fauci when telling people how to stay safe during the pandemic, um, wh- where does this stop? Can he tell you um, how many hours to sleep at night? Can he make sure that you're socially distanced in your home, that you're properly washing your hands, that you're wearing a mask inside the home? I mean, he acts as though there's no there's no boundary really for what he has the authority to do in helping manage and mitigate the risks associated with covid. So he's on with George Stephanopoulos. This was a couple of days ago. This might have been over the weekend. I just haven't gotten to it because we've, you know, we've gotten Israel happening. We just have a lot of things going on here. But he's asked about basically his thoughts on the CDC's ruling that says, "Hey, if you're unvacc- or excuse me, if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors or outdoors." And so he starts to talk about this, and I want to play what he says. This is a 20-second clip here. I want you to listen to his response, and then I want to, I guess, expound upon what he says. But here he goes. Nah. How has it changed what you do when you wear a mask? Excuse me. How does- how has it changed what you do? How has it changed your mask wearing practices? Okay, pause really quickly. Note the question, how does it change your mask wearing practices? What Stephanopoulos is asking Fauci here is, these are the CDC recommendations. If you're fully vaccinated, they say you don't have to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. So Stephanopoulos is thinking he's going to say, I agree with the recommendations. You don't need a mask or some such answer or Maybe you still do need the mask in certain situations that there's more than three people in your house that are not related to you that you haven't seen in six weeks that have been within 10 feet of someone else outside of your home. Some such answer that Fauci's known to give. Um, he's expecting some sort of answer like that. But just listen to Fauci's response here. Listen to where Fauci goes in his response. is nothing about his personal thoughts on whether or not he should or should not be wearing a mask insofar as it pertains to maintaining his his health and safety listen to his response well you know george i'm obviously careful because i mean i'm a physician and a healthcare provider i am now much more comfortable in in people seeing me indoors without a mask with people seeing me indoors with i'm much more comfortable now with people seeing me indoors without a mask this is such a bizarre way of thinking again what i said about liberalism earlier and liberals who are calling the shots uh in this nation this is how they think it's all a, it's it's all a a performance what do you mean i'm asking you what do you how do you think or feel about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask now per the cdc guidelines if you're fully vaccinated i'm asking you if you think that that's okay or maybe the CDC's ahead of the uh you know a little premature here again i'm not suggesting that this that we're even walking anywhere in the realm of reality with this question to begin with but i'm saying i'm just saying i am saying that why is his response how it appears Right, I've got to put on a performance for all of you dunces is really what this means because you're, you're too stupid to think that masks work. That's kind of how I interpret this. So I'm going to put it on so you can see it. Now I'm more and more comfortable without you seeing it on because more and more people are vaccinated and the CDC says that this is where the science is and I don't have to wear my mask. So now I'm happy for you to see that. Remember at the beginning of this pandemic – He said mask wearing was largely symbolic. It sounds like it still is, doesn't it, to Fauci? He's comfortable now with you seeing him without a mask inside, in public. Don't know if, I mean, we don't know if he ever really thought it was necessary or not. He's just worried about what you think, how he can manipulate you or change your opinion or hammer home a point based upon what he's doing, the optics of something. It really, and I'm going to tell this, and I've said this on here before, but it reminds me, this is just where I am so diametrically opposed to this way of thinking, because I have this crazy notion that if you simply believe something and you think it's the right thing to do, sure, you've got to use persuasion at times if you're having discussion, but if you if you are not captivated or infatuated with what people think about it. If you just truly believe it and understand why you believe it, it's a hundred times more convincing and a hundred times more effective and a hundred times better for your mental health, I think, than t- to just be. If you don't think you should wear a mask out, you just don't wear it. And then if someone asks, explain it to them. You don't have to sit here and play this game about what message you're sending or how You know, you can appear to somebody else. It reminds me of when I was in my younger years and a good friend of mine, he was leading the youth group and I was helping. And we were talking with the students and he was always talking about making sure people saw, you know, show people what you believe. And I'm not saying there's a time to tell what you believe as as a Christian. But if you're constantly focusing on how this looks, that is a dangerous place to be. You should really think what's the right thing and I'll just do it. It is such a liberating and freeing way to think. I don't, I don't care what people think about what it looks like, because if I'm doing it for the right motivations, I can explain it. I can articulate it. I understand, you know, biblically don't even have the appearance of evil, but in general what I'm saying here is that why are we having this guy so preoccupied and infatuated with appearances instead of—this is the guy that tells us it's about following the science, right? Right? Following the science shouldn't be about appearances. It should be what is, and then explain it, and then move on. But unfortunately, we're nowhere near that today. Got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So, just saw an article from the New York Times I don't have time to talk about, but I'm going to stash this away to talk about some other time. Maybe maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. I just told Oz the amount of things that the New York Times thinks it has an understanding on and has literally no clue is, is astonishing to me. And I know who we're dealing with. I know that they. I, I just I know what we're dealing with, but it still is astonishing to me when someone can be as wrong, <coughs> excuse me, as they are. And I'll tell you what the article is about briefly. But they're talking about well, this particular journalist, David Leonard asked the question, is the U.S. suffering from a labor labor shortage? Basically, blaming capitalism, saying that they should, well, I, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but essentially, there's no understanding. No understanding of basic things. They think, again, a lot of these folks, I'm not going to say it specifically applies to this individual, so don't misunderstand me, but I read this through the lens of, We are so smart, let us tell you what is really going on here in the economy, in economics, which a liberal, a radical leftist telling you about economics is not a good thing. It's worse than Fauci telling you about a mask. (laughs) But it is unbelievable how wrong that they can get stuff on so many levels, blaming capitalism— and not even understanding the other factors that are playing playing into this and the government i've I've made this comparison and, and conversations maybe on here, but the problems that we're facing today in this country when it comes to labor, say for example, have all come from the government placing its hands on placing its thumb or even its palm of its hand on the scales of how things work in the world, the balances, and they pushed it one direction and now everything is out of whack. Everything to where you can't even get a new car in a lot of places because there's none available because of things that have been caused by this chain of events of government pressing its hands on the balance. Quick timeout, back here in just a minute. back my friends there's other things i want to get to but time is i I almost mentioned something else but i just don't have enough time to open up open up a new a new topic there's a couple things i want to get to as well again we'll try to get to those some of those tomorrow and um again there's just so many so many things vying for our attention i do i guess i can mention netanyahu Biden is basically putting pressure on Netanyahu for a, a ceasefire, which of course everyone would like to see a ceasefire, but Netanyahu says, hey, I mean, I'm here to win and protect our people. Don't ask me to stop responding. The people that are, purpo- this is so obvious, the people that are lobbing missiles into our cities need to stop immediately. If they, I'm going to continue to do whatever is necessary, Netanyahu basically says to Biden. To protect our cities, and he should. And I've got to go. Thanks so much for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.